And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. This is the uh, has-beens uh, presented by 10K Takes. Um, my name is Gage Osmus. I'm joined by Trevor Olson and our producer, probably the MVP of the show, um, Jack Mason. And you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say this is our first. This is our first episode. I didn't try. You know, we didn't try to assemble an all UND team, but we are all North Dakota alumni, which makes me happy. It might not make some people happy, but we're. We won't be biased at all, will we? No, not at all. Zero. Yeah, I don't think we'll be biased at all. Um, you know, we love every college hockey team, and and we have respect for all those teams just as much um, as North Dakota, if not more than North Dakota. Yeah, you know, I mean, we Wait, yeah. we really have respect for those guys and everything. But uh, no, we 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 kind of wanted to start off um, kind of explaining ourselves, being the first episode ever of Has Been's. Um, why we started this, what we're doing, why we're doing it. Um, I think we're kind of all, we're both here. We're all here for the same reason. We just like talking to ourselves and something fun to do. But we also want people to hear what we have to say about uh, some college hockey and some, uh, you know, just life in general, I think. No, I agree. Yeah, I think that's the f the full point, you know. <laughs> you. But I think you're, you're absolutely right. I just kind of want to talk into a microphone. If somebody listens, they listen. And if not. And we're just very thankful. Um, you know, I'll kind of tell a story how this started. Um, so me and a couple of guys went to uh, college game day in uh, Dinkytown. The Gophers were playing uh, the Michigan the Michigan uh, Wolverines is what they're called, I think. Um, they're playing that. We're, we're at the basement of Blarney's playing some pool. And uh guy comes over to us. He's like, hey, uh, did you guys go to UND? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we, we did. And uh, he's like, oh, I went there too. I think I know you guys. Uh, my name's Jack Leverance, and uh, this is Jake Bringold. And uh, Wags was there as well. And um, they challenged us to a game of pool and, and kind of kicked our ass. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we lost $20. We get, we paid up and then left from there. And then um, it was a couple weeks later that uh, Jack had reached out to me. He's like, hey, do you want to be in our, you know, be a guest on our podcast? And um, it was it was in the middle of covid and I said, yeah, I'd love to be because I, li I like talking. And I like having a good time. And, and I looked at some of the 10K stuff and, I, I, you know, I thought it was pretty funny. And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to be on. And it was during COVID. So we, we had to do it on Zoom. Um, we did it on Zoom and then it was a great time. And then they eventually invited me on again um, in person in their studio in Prior Lake. And uh, when I went there to do it was it's a bit at the time I you know, I just had a great time with those guys and, and we kind of hit it off and we went to a brewery after and had some beers together. And, um, you know, and then all of a sudden, just this past year, you know, Jack reached out to me and he's like, hey, uh, would you ever want to do a podcast? Uh, you know, we, we're going to have a studio set up in the 10K house. And, um, you know, I didn't even hesitate because I don't really care if I have a good podcast or not. I just wanted to have a reason to spend some time in this house and hang out with these guys because I fucking love <laughs> yeah. these guys. So um just very thankful and, and grateful for 
having this opportunity to uh, ramble on and blabber my mouth about stuff that really doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, hopefully some people will listen. I'm, I'm thankful to have you guys, obviously UND guys, with me. Um, couldn't couldn't be more happy about this. I'm I'm very excited. No, just a bunch of team players over here, just you know, working it out. A couple of role players, a couple of has been. So uh, <laughs> I, pre- <laughs> I appreciate you asking me to do this. You sh- you shot me a text and you're like, hey man, long shot here. You want to do a podcast yeah, with yeah. me? And I go, uh, duh. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, but- <laughs> and originally, like, I was like, who who am I gonna like? I don't want to. I can't get anyone that's, you know, not here because I want to be in person talking face to face. And I was just thinking, like, you know, I can't do it. by I don't want to do it myself. It's not as fun. No, you can't just um, talk to yourself. And I well, thought, you, can, you know, but... like Olsen and I are very similar in a lot of ways. And we've also had, you know, just friendly battles because we're such good friends. And it hasn't, you know, done anything to our friendship. I'm like, you know what? I need, you know, so, a lot of people out there, I think you know, I have some really brash and wild takes and really uneducated <laughs> no, takes no. that I don't really know much about, but I still say them just because it's, I have a, you, you know, have my to. mouth just flaps. Yeah. And I thought it'd be a good, you know, all share some views that are not the same as mine. I thought it'd be good to have some contrast there between us. Um, but also we're very similar. So it's going to be it's going to be a great match. I, th- I think there, that there will be a lot of things that we'll just build off of each other, but there will also be some some tension. I don't know tension. But I, some... I, I kind of want some tension at some point. Oh, so yeah. I want to find some things that we just disagree on. We're almost like, I mean, maybe one day we have a fist fight on camera. It'd be, well, a, it'd be a hell of a time. Oh, it'd I mean, be a good take. Ols yeah. might beat me up. He's kind of nails, but... <laughs> You know, I I just got a membership to Lifetime. You know, I'm I'm working out now. I mean, he he might underestimate me. I might get some punches, and I don't know. Yeah, I haven't lifted a weight since we stopped playing. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, you might try and suck me in the stomach and lose your knuckles. Like they might just go. <laughs> and, and they might just dis- disappear. And we're starting this almost towards the new year, 2022. Here, and yeah. I'm one of those. You know, I'm one of those idiots who you know like. Oh, January 1st. I got a New Year's resolution. I'm going to change my life come January 1st. You know, it's a new year, new me. I'm going to get a gym membership, which I did. You know, I got a lifetime membership, feeling all cool. I'm, oh, I'm going to get in there all the time, get get fit, get healthy. That's my. That's in my head right now. I'm pushing I, it off to February. That's I have too completely much stuff what I'm going thinking. on in January. <laughs> like, I can't, oh. I can't sit there and start January 1st. I, you know, I know it's, it's tough. I, I got in like my first workout today. It's even before January 1st. So I'm, you know, I'm ahead of the game. You're ahead of the curve. You're, but, uh, you're a leader, you not know, a follower. I got that in there. I got that workout in. And ever since we stopped, I stopped playing hockey and you, I just like working out sounds terrible. It's but, terrible. So I got the first one in and I realized, you know, how this, terrible it is. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is not fun. And it's even more, it's even worse when you're totally out of shape and you feel like an idiot in there. And that, dude, I'm scared. I'm scared to go back in there. I, I actually am. Like I've, I've tried multiple times and I just can't walk the next day because I start lifting like I'm in college again. And it's, just, it's the dumbest thing and ever. You, you kind of ruin like when you don't lift, if you don't work out a lot and you lift, you know, again, if you lift a little too hard, I mean, that next day, you it's, it's not a, you give day. up. I it's give that, up. It's that next day. It's the day after. It's the day after that. And then it goes into a little bit more like you can't even move. Like you're so sore. And you're like, wow, oh, I can't work out now. I'm so sore. And, and pe- People make fun of me, man. 
when I say I can't fucking walk and it's the actual truth because I'm out there trying to squat 280 pounds like I used to do in college. It's the dumbest shit in the world. Why would I do that? Oh, I, I walk in there and like the last time I worked out, I was playing hockey still and like I was in good shape and I was working all the time and I walk in there and I kind of like, oh, I could probably do some of the same things and I mean, it's just, it's bad mentally. It's like, this is a long road back to where I was. I well, know. you'll never get back to that. And that's, no. you know, that's about, hey, we've talked at least 15 minutes about working out. Yeah, yeah. Should we give our, our little backstory about ourselves? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. So we're all actually from Minnesota. And I know this is a, you know, 10K is a Minnesota thing. And you know what? I know there's some people out there saying like, you know, why do you have North Dakota guys on? It's a Minnesota you know, this is a Minnesota media outlet here, but uh, we're Minnesotans. Yeah. We live in Minnesota now. Raised. We were born and raised. I mean, I would die for a Vikings Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. A Twins World Series. A Timberwolves. NBA Imagine, Finals. though. Imagine. I mean, that'd be the best for me, I think, because it's just so Out there. unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, and then it goes real. and then it goes Twins. It's like, well, the Wild are close. I'll, I'll appreciate the Wild. I mean. But anyways, yeah, we're from, I mean. We got Ols, Duluth East. I'm East Grand Forks. Jack. I'm from Egan. So. Jack's Egan. from Egan. Um, so we're, you know, we're covering Minnesota pretty well there. I mean, we got a couple of Northern boys. We know what it takes. I mean, we eat fucking galvanized steel nails for breakfast up yeah. north. Yeah. Um, they're a little more, little softer down south, but. Uh, but they're probably a little more skilled. Great. So yeah. that's that's where the the dynamic yeah. comes in. You know, you have these nails guys. Uh, from the north, and then you have the softer, you know, skill guys down south. So yeah, that's the way it is. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we all when did we meet first time? I mean, we met in college, probably. It was in college. It was you your, went on a visit, though. It was your yeah. So it was your freshman year. Yeah, and it was my uh, uh, whatever second year of juniors or whatever. Yeah. And I came up and saw you guys. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a fun time. We went to the Ant Hill. We'll talk about that in later um, podcasts. And you always know when a guy comes in for a visit if he's going to fit in with the team or not. You know, because I mean they they hang out with the team the whole night, and you kind of know like, well, he's going to like it here. Or he, yeah, I don't know, he's going to fit in. But Olsen was one of those guys who came in. And he's like, we're all like, hey. He's going to love it here. I think, yeah. I think he's going to have a good time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> that'll probably be talked about later as well. But, um, yeah, that was good times. That was the first time I met you. And then um, I ended up committing there. And then um, when you guys were sophomores, I came in as a freshman. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've been good friends ever since. And uh, we, just let, we, we just met Jack recently. Um, obviously, we already love him, you and D guy. Nothing but love for Jack, and we already know he's going to be the MVP of this show. You know, yeah. kind of, you know, we're just here being idiots talking, but Jack's going to be the one putting it together for all of us. And uh, he was adamant on putting a camera on me. I go, man, I can just be the voice. Like, <laughs> you want to put Jack? You're much better looking. Flip that camera right over to you. <laughs> you know, we could just kind of do a voice, whatever. But. but uh, uh, we're here. We're here. Just each other today. Um, we do plan on having plenty of guests with us um, in the future. Obviously, mostly, probably most episodes we want to have a guest with us. But today, we figured it'd be best to just introduce ourselves to you guys and and um, kind of talk about what we're going to do. And I think we're gonna, 
you know, we're, we're kind of based on, we're going to base it off college hockey talk most of the time, um, just because that's what Olsen and I know best. And, um, it's kind of our passion right now. And it was our passion when we were playing hockey and, um, I think that's what we relate to people most, but we're also, you know, Olsen and I, Olsen and I also share this kind of inner, inner philosopher where we, we kind of think we know how to live life and we have some good, you know, opinions on what to do in life outside of hockey. Well, we've been through a lot of shit, so yeah. it's like, I feel like, and not only that, but we've also, I feel like we both helped a lot of people through shit, so, um, yeah, I think we'll talk about some some serious things as well as, you know, college hockey. And then when our guest comes on, you know, we'll have yeah. stories and laughs and all that you, good stuff, too. And so. I can already say, like, you, you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast if you're, you know, very serious and don't like to laugh. Because most of this podcast is going to be us joking around and fucking around with each other. It's, <laughs> it, we're a couple of, we we really value humor and we, you know, I think... Both of us here kind of take take pride and take joy in making people laugh, and that's kind of what we're going to do. But we definitely also have that uh, different gear where we can slow it down and, and talk real for a second, which I would like to do. But most of it's going to be funny. So if you have a good humor, I'd suggest you listen. If you don't, just uh, go on to the next podcast. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. But, uh, you know, I, I think we've introduced ourselves now. I do kind of want to get into – um, you know, this second half of the college season, I think there's a lot to talk about in hockey right now, especially with what's going on in the outside world. You know, you got, uh, you know, you, we got the world juniors going on and different things with, with COVID going on right now that, uh, are affecting certain things. That's going to make it quite interesting in the second half, honestly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you look at it. Uh, the World Juniors are talking about being canceled right now. It's not official yet, not to our point. So, um, you know, that's kind of one of the b huge topics, you know, guys getting um, stellar players back um, for a little run here. Well, I but just tweeted out, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. We're getting, you know, 2-6, Jake Sanderson oh, yeah. and Clevin uh, back. I mean, we, we, we don't need them out of the lineup for North Dakota. And uh, I'm sure, you know, maybe, maybe Michigan, you know, plays their game against uh western michigan are tomorrow we, yeah we need to talk what's, about that what's i think going on there uh what do we think about so if if you don't know if you don't follow college hockey much um michigan michigan has how many five or six first round picks in the nhl playing on the six team right six right now they've got six first round picks playing on their team right now which is unheard of so if you don't if you don't know the talent level of a first round pick, Olsen and I kind of have a, a feel for that. If you if you're a first round pick in the NHL, you are you're special. I mean, you're fucking nasty. There's there's very rarely you'll be drafted in the first round and things don't pan out or you don't get a chance at least. You'll eventually play in the NHL right? for you'll, sure. You'll have a 100%. chance to play in the NHL. It's a it's a fact. I think yeah, I think I saw the I saw the percentages a while back on first rounders, second rounders chance of playing in the NHL. I think first rounders got like a 97% chance of playing games in the NHL and second rounds even like 87% or something. So if you get drafted, so anyways, Michigan's got all these great players. They're all young, and a lot of them are on the World Junior team. So their 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 team's kind of watered down right now. Well, they announced 
I don't know how long it was a couple days ago they announced that they're going to cancel their game against Western Michigan, who happens to be one of the best teams in the nation. Bo- both top five, correct. And Western's a great team. They have older players. They don't have any of those first round picks, but they have older, like you know, grizzled yep. players who can put you through the wall and and do things the right way. And you know, I I I wanted to see that matchup because it'd be great to watch. But Michigan just up and canceled that game. But and and they, and they canceled not for any COVID reasons, not for sickness. They just canceled the game. And they're playing Michigan Tech. They played Michigan Tech T- tonight. tonight. And they, they're supposed to play tomorrow against Western Michigan, but they canceled the game tomorrow but are still playing tonight. So I don't understand how that works, and it shouldn't work. How do you how do you do you well, can't, well, there's a lot of people. I mean, they said, everyone I – don't, I don't know how it's allowed. <clears throat> I actually don't know how it's allowed because, you know, if you remember back to uh, – there was a frozen there, – there's a Final Five – Back when the WCHA was still a thing with North Dakota, St. Cloud, Duluth, all those teams, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Final Five at the XL Energy Center. UND went in to uh, play the Gophers, if you remember the Hackstall timeout game. Yep. So they go in to play the Gophers, and they are down. They're short, like, three, four, five skaters. And that's a game where, like, you know, you lose that game. It hurts you in pairwise. So you can't get in the tournament. You win. You, you know, you don't want to win though. You don't want to lose those games because of pairwise. But you and he's forced to play that game, even though they have so many guys out. Michigan just backs on it. Is that even? I don't know how that's allowed. I, I don't know how it's allowed because in the in the pairwise in college hockey, every single game matters. Doesn't matter if you're playing a top five team or a bottom five team. Whether you know it. it any whether you tie, win, lose against any opponent, any game matters in the pairwise, which is the if you don't know, it's like the the end all be all list of the top sixteen teams in the pairwise um, get into the NCAA tournament well, unless yeah. unless yeah. Yeah. A, t- a tournament um, a conference tournament winner beats. W- Wins the wins the, wins the wins the conference tournament. They'll boot out the next person. So say there's three conference winners, then the top thirteen in pairwise will get in. Correct in the top. Correct. It's kind of this little confusing thing, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, I mean, it's just I just think, I don't know what to think. And we got you know, we got Schloss Brad Schlossman. He's the uh, he's the he's the writer for the University of North Dakota hockey team. He's very good at his job, and he, he does a great job. He covers all ho- college hockey, and he's got tons of followers because he's he just does a great job. Yeah. And even and he's never critical of pe- people. And never. He, and he's even tweeted. He's even like outspoken. Like, what is going on? What are they doing? This is ridiculous. And it's like if if Schloss is saying that, it's it is ridiculous. I mean, it's as as a beat writer, you can't really have a bias opinion but the fact that he's burying michigan right now like what did he just tweet out he just tweeted out white jerseys tonight white flag tomorrow yeah i think that is hilarious it's because it's so true because you're willing to play against a subpar team how do you think the kids feel he brought that he brought that point up today how do those guys feel who aren't in the lineup every night you know and we were both there that's why we're has-beens yep we were both scratched in college, you know, didn't play our freshman year, sitting out, watching the game, waiting our turn, trying to hope to get our chance next year or next game or whatever. These guys on Michigan, 
that don't play every night, they have an opportunity to, you know, showcase their talents to the coach. They might be freshmen or whatever it is, you know, earn a spot in the lineup. Michigan's like, ah. You you have we're, you know Mich- Western Michigan's really good. We're not. We don't want to play them if we don't have our best guys. You have them. kids what? waiting waiting for that opportunity. Well, how do you, how does that happen? You tell me any other team in college hockey will never quit that game. No. Never. North Dakota, UMD, at least all the top teams, all the top teams will never say we're not going to play this game because no. we don't have our players. No. That's BS. I don't, I disagree it, with that. I have a. Th- I have a theory, and it's because, you know, if if you don't know college hockey too well, Western Michigan is, every year, they're one of the last teams on earth you want to play. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're good, they're bad. They always they always have these guys that run you through the wall, well, they're t- and they play so hard. You hate playing them. So I'm like, you know what, that has to be the reason. They, they got a bunch of freshmen, and they're like, these these fucking guys are gonna get killed by these fucking lunatics. Uh, uh, yeah, out of protection, but it's like, okay, yeah. What else? It, can it, it, it drives me nuts because that that has to be the only reason. Because Western Michigan, you know what? They've had some high draft picks. They've had some in their in their past. NHL but, players, yeah. but for the most part, they're 23, 24, 25 year old men. Men not- that that went through the junior process. They went. You know, they were yeah. they were twenty bombs. They were yeah. they were with me. You know, you come in late, you, you and then you spend all four years there. And how I just I find it kind of appalling that a top five team isn't satisfied with their whole team. That's I, the way I view it. That's the way I, I I look at it too. I mean, you think of you know, I think of our teams when we were when we were playing in college. Still, um, the guys that weren't playing. How many teams, you know, throughout the country would those guys be in the lineup for? In the lineup, every, they, they they'd have a spot. Yes, they'd almost have a spot the on ninety eight percent. It's kind of the teams. same for Michigan. Michigan's a powerhouse school, big hockey program. I guarantee you, the guys that are sitting out those games, they could be playing on another team. Yep. If they wanted, they want to play for Michigan. I get it. We wanted to play for North Dakota. You want to play for a big time school. You're going to have to take your lumps. You're going to have to eat a shit sandwich every once in a while. I get it, but I, I just can't fathom why it's not COVID. Re- like, at least blame it on COVID. I, I don't know. I don't even know what they said. I don't. It was they said something it's not like COVID-related. We're just welfare and something else related. It's like, <laughs> it makes zero sense that you're playing the night before. And I feel bad like, for those Western Michigan guys because I know those Western Michigan guys would love to stick it to these Michigan oh, yeah. guys. because. Western Michigan, you know, those guys are, they're blue collar nails, you know, they're, they're not taking any shit and they want to stick it to you. And these, you know, a lot of guys that go to Michigan, similar to you, UND or Duluth now or Minnesota, you got a bunch of, you know, high end talent, little prissy, little, you know, cute players. And these Western guys are like, you know, they're licking their straight nails. I'm going to, we're going to fucking stick it to these I'm going to bury this guy oh, in the yeah. corner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for them that they don't get that opportunity. But it's it's also kind of like if I was in Western, you know, if I'm on that campus, I'm walking around like fucking Michigan doesn't want to play Want to play us. me. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? I mean, can't blame yeah, them. Fucking no. put them through the wall. That's fair. Absolutely. <laughs> it is. It. I just find it just kind of embarrassing. It is. And it's it it's sucks because 
truthfully, what if there is a story behind it? I just don't know if there is because they okay. played tonight and they tied. They tied Michigan Tech tonight. And Michigan Tech's no slouch of no, they are. either. They I, mean, they I think, what are they, 15 in the pairwise or something like that? They're great. always there. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just don't get it. I, I, I'm shocked. I really am. But uh, I guess we'll we'll come back to this when we know more, I guess. But uh, yeah. I kind of, I mean, obviously there's a lot going on in the hockey world. Like, you know, you get the World Juniors maybe canceled, um, guys coming back. Um, and then, and then you know what affects college hockey for, for North Dakota fans and for probably Michigan fans? There's a lot of teams out there that are kind of affected. Well, they just released NHL players are no longer playing in the Olympics. Yeah. Which means some of these college players... They're they're going to be they're gonna, asked. They're going to have. They're going to be asked. They're going to have the opportunity to play in the Olympics. Now, my question to now, you: How do you turn that down? You don't turn that down. You play for the Olympics. But let me ask you this: I was reading through the social medias again today. The social mediums. Sorry for all you sticklers <laughs> out there. <laughs> I was reading through the social mediums, and some of these players that went to play at World Juniors will now be available for Olympics. So how? So how does the way that they were treated at World Juniors all of a sudden this canceled thing, does that play into them being like, hey, I'm not going to go play for the Olympics now? Well, I was thinking that. I mean, why would you want to risk? Well, when, when are the Olympics? They got to be, I don't even know when they are. I don't even know. Jack, Jack you know what do you the got? Olympics are? They've we'll got get to, back to I'm, it. I'm guessing they're in like, you know, April, May, maybe. I don't know. I don't even, Some I have March. no idea. Sometime in that area, uh, yeah. So hopefully this this COVID thing will be resolved around then. But you, but why would we've you been saying risk? that for two damn years, yeah, exactly. right? So why would you want to risk? I mean, that's a tough spot to put a kid in college. You know, hey, how do you hey, test negative in the states and then you fly over there and all of a sudden, boom, you're positive. Now you have like, to quarantine. Yeah. Now you might not play any games. Like, hey, Jake Sanderson or Maddie Beneers or these guys who are you know will be asked. It's yep. like, hey, do you want to play in the Olympics? And they're like. Okay, so should I take the risk of playing in the Olympics, missing out on my college season, where people don't realize, you know, like, the World Juniors is great. <clears throat> Guys will leave for the World Juniors. It's in the middle of the season. It You miss, what, one, maybe two games if you're in college and you play in the World Juniors, which is fine. But when you're in college, like, that team you're playing on, those are your guys. Yeah. You know, that's your team. Those are your best friends. But... I will also say, you know, they might not be four-year guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, these these high-end players, they come in and play one, two years, and they go to the NHL, which is great. Like, you want to see your teammates do sure. that, but they're not like the four-year guys. They're not like the Western Michigans of the world, sure. and they're not, you know. It is a little different. You know, so I, I just. They've got bigger fish to fry than and, most, most And may, maybe down the road when we get a high-end talent on here that we've played with or played against or whatever, one of our guests, we can kind of get that si that point of view from them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I, I'm just bringing that. I'm just kind of being devil's advocate right now. Just I like that. it. I like thinking of that side. And there, there's definitely guys, you know, I mean, I mean. I'm sitting here saying, you know, I love the guys on the team. <laughs> yeah. I would never leave college, but the fucking Olympic team comes calling. Like, fuck you guys, I'm dude. Like, no, yeah, right. no, seriously, <laughs> seriously. If if Team USA were to come up and be like, hey, 
Ulse, man, we need you. We need a fourth line guy. I'd be like, dude, I'm the fuck out of here. Oh, I'd be that guy walking around the locker room like, fucking guys, leaving us <laughs> for the Olympics, leaving us boys. Oh, know, we're a team. We're a family. <laughs> Who would ever leave? And then they, my phone rings like, hey, you want to play the Olympics? Okay. Yeah. Like, I'll like, oh, be the first one to accept. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like that's like NHL's the all time goal, but then Olympics, that's like one A, one B type yeah. situation. Yeah, <laughs> Did I, we get a date? Did we get a date? Yeah, February fourth through the twentieth, so it's about two and a half weeks. Okay. Okay, so So okay, they so wouldn't miss I mean we'd get them back for the end of the season. But they wouldn't miss much. But say that, so that's four games in college. What do you play? You play 34 games. But then also it brings in that damn COVID, you know. What if they get over there, they test positive, they don't play any games over there. Now they miss four games for nothing. I just think that that'll come into people's minds when they decide. It has to. Yeah. And who's to say, you know, college doesn't get, I don't know. Well, this this friggin' Omicron variant or whatever is just spreading like wildfire, man. Omicron is, you know, you heard uh, (laughs) who said it, uh, Adam Silver, the the commissioner of the NBA is like, you know, Omicron is just dominant. (laughs) It's a a force to be reckoned with. It's getting everyone. It it is. I don't want to laugh about it. But it is. Omicron, I think. I don't want to get into the... the I know. The COVID will always be a barrier on this show. I'm just going to say something quick. Listen, I wouldn't want to put anybody... I don't want to root against people that have COVID. I got it. You know, it was a sickness. It it wasn't fun. And I don't want... You know, there are people that are in the hospital because of it. It's just like, God, this thing has... You definitely have to think about, you know, I think... I think people are nearsighted when they think about it nowadays. Like I, I get during the Delta when it came out, no one knew what was going on. It's, yeah. it was a scary thing. But now it's like we kind of have it a little controlled, and people are getting, you know, the, the, you know, it's, it's, it's. I don't think it's that big of a deal as it was. I, dude, it, but that's what's crazy. We just don't know, no and we're knows. we're not being told anything, yeah. and it's. And it's just kind of the same believe, story, and it's, yeah, it yeah, comes it's, down to the conspiracy theories and all that BS, and. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I think it's I think it's oh, fun yeah. to think of other stories and other it sides is. and whatever. And it's just it, it just the COVID drives me nuts. It's not that I don't believe in it because I've been sick with it. It's just no, you like definitely believe in. There's been many people who've you know suffered from it. Yeah, had people they know that have died from it. So yeah, it's a, it's a touchy subject. But you also want to think about the mental, you know, the mental health that. Some of these kids are going through, you know, I, I, I've seen some stats on, you know, depression among kids. And, and I'm trying to put myself in these hockey players shoes, you know, like the, the stats that came out. If, if you're a, if you're a young, healthy athlete, you're really at no risk. And to get this tournament canceled, like I know some guys like even when I was that age for the World Juniors, like I actually went to Lake Placid and tried out for the World Juniors like that's like the biggest deal in the world, man. Like, I can't imagine. To be on that team and play in that tournament, like, it's the biggest deal in the world. And then you go there and, and put all that time in, and you're there, and you're like, this is what I want to be doing. And then all of a sudden, it just gets taken away from you. Like, I feel for these guys. Like, that sucks so yeah. bad. Like, yeah. I don't know what it's going to do to their mental health. And I know most of them are, 
they're probably very stable mentally and because you know they're just they're, they're young they're and, young and they probably don't know that whole they probably aspect have yet. nothing to Seriously. complain about yeah I mean, maybe some of them do but most of them probably don't so it's they're probably fine but you got to think about that i and i i know if i was on that team and, and it just got canceled it's just like gosh like why me you, know, you like, but you why have this year yeah any any team that you've ever been on that's been canceled for some reason it's just like why like why does this happen why did it happen to me like it, it'll it'll play a little role in it and i hope it's not a very big one you know i hope those kids know you know it's it's nothing against you guys like no. it's just it's the way of the world right now it sucks you know well, but well, like you know to to build on this so we'll get back to the funny side but we'll, we got a little serious there we'll get back to the funny side yeah. so this world juniors news comes out where they're canceling the the tournament well we've got this kid playing in the ohl <clears throat> he kind of got he kind of got banned from the league for a little bit because he was he was caught doing some you know some stuff with his phone and a girl you know got got in a little trouble and people weren't too happy about that it is obviously they shouldn't be but it's kind of funny to me you know as it was like you know the ihf released they're canceling the World Juniors like 30 minutes, 30 minutes ago. And all of a sudden the London Knights tweet out, you know, we have we have welcomed back on Logan uh, Logan Malo. Um, defenseman Logan Malo back on the team after they tried you know, to after being suspended. And this is the guy who kind of got got in trouble for all this stuff. And and you know, like I know for a fact this London Knights organization. <laughs> <laughs> strategically plan this so they're like oh my god everyone's talking about the world juniors being canceled we got to bring back logan malo release it and no one will talk about it no one will know they, they because everyone's talking about the world juniors <laughs> yeah. and no one's gonna know that we're bringing back this fucking guy they tried to sneak it in there <laughs> and they got caught Big oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they got caught they got ripped they're <laughs> like this guy shouldn't play this oh, year yeah. they got <laughs> Murder. You know, like on the, the whole organization's like, ah, let's try to slip him in there. <laughs> they did back on the team. He's a pretty good player, first round pick. <laughs> yeah. They did. They tried to slide it in there, and they got caught. That's, that's a the little best funny part. to me that they tried to pull that little slide <laughs> <Yeah>. move. <laughs> but it's kind of smart, you know. That's the, that's the time to do it. It is. I mean, that's you got to take advantage of the opportunity. And it's like what we were talking about, that Urban Meyer situation. You know, Urban's under the fire for dancing with some chick in a bar, and everyone's like, fucking Urban Meyer, he's a scumbag. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boom, John Gruden. Oh, he's a racist. Yeah. He's saying all this stuff, and then all the attention shifts. Totally from, disappeared. From Urban Meyer to John Gruden. Totally disappeared. And, he, and I can just, I was laughing so hard because I could just picture Urban Meyer at his house. Just he sees this news come out on John Gruden and he's like, oh my God, thank God. Yeah. That is unbelievable. He's like, I'm no longer in the spotlight. This is perfect. <laughs> this is I've just, got my job for at least another week. Unbelievable. What a, what timing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to, you know what? He tells his wife, like, you know what? Send, send John a good a good gift, you know, thank you gift or something for taking the spotlight off of me. Yeah, that's <laughs> just another shit story. I love God. watching that stuff go down, you know, like it's it's always so funny, but. <laughs> 2020, 2021 has been just the fucking wildest two years ever in it's, everybody's life. It's been pretty funny. And I saw, I saw a tweet earlier today of uh, 
So is it? Is this tweet? Is this tweet? <laughs> this this person goes. They go. You know what? I'm gonna find it on my phone and I'm gonna read it off to you because it's so goddamn funny. <laughs> they, this 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 blind lady. She considers herself. Um, fuck. What's it called? It's she. She says she can. She can predict the future, and she's a blind lady. And she apparently she successfully predicted nine eleven. And uh, Brexit, but uh, they call her a clairvoyant, okay. which is which means you can predict the future. Mm-hmm. Well, she comes out saying, you know, she comes out, she can tell the future. Yeah, and you know that's the thing about her. Clairvoyant, yeah. they can tell the future. Well, she comes out saying, well, I'm sorry guys, but in 2022, um, I can I can see that there will be another pandemic coming because a virus will um, thaw. That was frozen in Siberia, and it will thaw out due to cl- global or global warming or whatever climate change. Yeah, and it'll re- it'll result in another pandemic. And I saw a quote tweet like, "Can please can someone please stop asking this lady fucking questions? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need her opinion. No, that is." <laughs> We don't need another. We don't Would need her time. Ask we're gonna have a fucking another pandemic. Okay, get her out of here. I think she's like 102 years old. You know, maybe she's delirious. Who knows? Oh, get her out of here. Man. But it's just funny to think. I mean, what's to come this year? Who knows? I mean, it's been a crazy couple of years. Oh, um, more of the same. It's more of the same, but uh, yeah. I mean, I I also wanted to get into. Um, I also wanted to get into some, you know, since since we're has been, we don't play hockey much, and I think a lot of people who listen to this show, they also don't play hockey, and they also probably work jobs, which is what we're doing nowadays. Yep. Which is what we didn't do when we were younger, you know? Like, yes. I remember when I came in the workforce, um, when I retired from hockey, I was like, uh, what the fuck am I going to do? And, you know, people are like, you know, write a resume and, and show what you show what you've done. And my whole life, I mean, it's embarrassing to say, but my whole life, I was like, you know, I'm going to fucking play hockey. Yeah. Gonna, you know, my job is hockey. I'm going to make it to the NHL. Yeah, That's so everybody. I, I mean, fucking, you know, worked out, shot pucks, did hockey, and never, you know, you know, I worked a few, worked a few jobs for my dad. He's in the hotel industry, but I wasn't like, you know, working real jobs, more so focusing on hockey. And then all of a sudden, turns out I wasn't that good at hockey, so I had to quit. <laughs> And, um, you know, I get out and I'm like, yeah, you got to write a resume to get a job. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you put on the resume? And they're like, well, you put job experience. So I'm like, oh, I don't have any. <laughs> uh, what am I going to put on this resume? Uh, I shot pucks for, you know, 20 hours a week when I was seven. Um, you know, I, I tried to stick handle. I didn't stick handle. Enough. Did you mow your parents' lawn? I mowed my parents' lawn. You well, know, all that house, But, you know, I... I I tried to stick handle, but I didn't like it because I wasn't good at it. And it turned out I should have stick handled more because that's probably why I didn't make it. And then, you know, I get into this job thing where I retire and people are asking me, you know, what's your experience? What do you know how to do? What can you do? And I'm like, well, I, you know, I can I can box a guy out in front of the net and, you know, I can get a stick on puck and uh, I can block a fucking shot. Oh, but, I can uh, eat a, oh, I can you eat know a what? shot. You know what? This is a good one. We had plenty of meetings and practices, and I always showed up on time. It's a big one. That is that's it's a fucking huge one. They'll take that For to jobs, the bank. I mean, I mean, if you're a, if you're a, if you're a business owner hiring someone, I mean, 
just getting someone to show up on time. That's half the battle. They see that. That's... And I tell them that, and they're like, you know what? This guy might have what it takes. <laughs> Dude, I, if we're talking about resumes and entry levels, man, when I was looking on Indeed and LinkedIn and all these and I put in entry level whatever, entry level job. <laughs> I put it into LinkedIn and I press search. I press that big button search. Boom. And all these things came up and I'm, I'm looking into these jobs and it's like one to three years experience in this one to th- two years internship in this. And it's like, how is this an entry level job? If I have to have experience, dude. I- and then they're, and then they, you, you know, they, they go, you go to the interview or whatever. And they're like, Oh, you, you didn't work through high school. You don't work through college. I'm like, well, Oh, it's fucking, you know, snapping the puck around playing hockey. Are you kidding me? It was a year-round sport. It's something I had to do. <laughs> I, will, I will say, I will say my my dad and my mom, they got me hooked up. They got me started up on a uh, on a lawn mowing service when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. Really nice look on a resume. But, I mean, if I'm going to be honest with everybody, I mowed six lawns. My parents... <laughs> <laughs> My mom and dad were doing all the mowing. It's like, hey, hey, dad, I'll give you a 15. I'll take the extra five. I'm kind of your boss kind of thing. And my parents are just like, eat shit. You like. But the resume, you know, the resume to me, like, I thought. But I ran my own business, bitch. You ran it own. And yep. it's on the resume. Yep, and that's it is. What that's what that's what I was gonna go into is the resume is such a funny thing, you know. Like when I when they told me to write a resume, I'm like, I'm sitting there like, gosh, what do I put on this thing? Fucking got nothing. And I go talk to my dad. I'm like, what do I put on this resume? And he's like, well, just fucking make something up. Yeah, they don't. And I'm like, I can make something up. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I mean, how the, how the, I mean, put my name down and put, put this guy's name down and we'll fucking lie for you. I'm like, that's great. It is. That's, that's. (laughs) Let's put this down. Let's fucking lie. I don't care. It's perfect. (laughs) It's perfect because everybody's the fucking same because my dad said the same thing. (laughs) He goes, hey, just say you worked for me for four years. Like, off and on, yeah. whatever, like in the summers, I'm like, okay. And we just had a couple of guys that worked for uh, Mini Movers in in uh, in the in the summer, and they they got jobs. And and uh, I told them, I'm like, hey, I know you guys were just you know had summer jobs, but on your resume, just put you know you did sales for us, you did all this stuff for us, and fucking lie, I don't care. I mean, you guys did a bunch for us. I'll, I'll fucking back you. And I just got a call today about a guy and, and they asked me, you know, how, what was his role in the company? What are you doing? I just fucking lied through my teeth on what he did. Because he is a great guy and he will do a good job. Yeah. And I'm not worried about that and I, I know he's going to do a good job. It doesn't matter experience. So I'm like, oh no, he fucking basically ran the company for us. I mean, we're honestly going to go under if he's out of here. I'm, I should be bad talking him right now because you're stealing him from us. So actually, he's a terrible employee. You don't want to hire <laughs> you know, like. uh, but every, every every business is the same man like they don't it's i'm gonna go back i just i don't i don't understand the entry level concept it drove me nuts i would be i'd be looking at this shit online i'd be looking at it and they'd be like one to three years experience i'm like uh, dude I just spent the last 14 but years best, playing hockey. I don't know what you want me to. What the you, best part about those qualifications is the people hiring, the bosses hiring, 
are also lying through their teeth. Oh, yeah. You don't need three years of experience. Yeah. They're just writing that there like, hopefully someone signs up. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Three years I hope we get no. I hope we get an <laughs> over-experienced guy and we <laughs> yeah, pay him yeah. 20 grand less. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they want. It, it, it's a it's joke. It, dr- it drives me nuts. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't it just, get it. It but, just made me laugh. But... but you're actually you're right when you when the people look at the resume and they see okay this guy was a student athlete this guy was a leader on his team they eat that shit up they eat it up i've never seen anything like it one of my virtual interviews or whatever because of covid i was on a zoom call and and he goes yeah so you uh i saw you're you're captain of of most of the teams you played on and i go yeah um you know i just had a good relationship with my with my teammates or whatever and he's like oh i love that he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's like god we love leaders here we love you know we love athletes they like to compete and i'm like that's me but, i compete but what does resonate with i mean i think what you know what bosses look for is there's a lot of people out there who have too much ego, you know, like, and, and what sports teaches you, it doesn't matter if it's collegiate level, you know, you play sports growing up in youth and hockey in, in middle school and high school, you play all these sports. What it teaches you is, is to be coachable. Coachable and be a, t- and be and, a teammate. And exactly. And, he, and when you, when you do find a job and you are working like it or not, you are on team. When you're working for a company, you're on a team that's trying to work towards some goal, whatever it is. And you have to be a team player. You have to be coachable. You have to know how to take constructive criticism, which not everyone knows how to do. And if you didn't play sports growing up, like you might not have that experience as much as others. Like I've 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 seen certain people who didn't play sports and they they kind of take it, you know, more personally when you tell them, you know. I think you're doing this wrong. Maybe do it the other way. And they're like, what are you talking about? Well, if you play sports, you know, like the coach tells you to do something different. You're like, okay, he's right. You know, I'll, I'll do he's something. the coach. You I'm going to do what he, aspect. yeah. You learn that aspect. And I think it's just such a valuable aspect to learn is, is to accept cons- constructive criticism and learn how to be coachable and be a team player. It's, it's almost as an athlete going into the workforce, you almost, want that constructive criticism you do you just it's like it's in your blood it's in your dna if i'm not doing things right just tell me just be honest just be like hey you know only i see that you're doing this this and this that's awesome but hey i see that your numbers are lacking in this here's how you can up those like that is what i need i need that to up my game everyone's different obviously and i was I was pretty much the same way. Like I needed someone to tell me, you know, what I was doing right, what I was doing wrong. And I was going to listen, you know, and my, it's a, it's kind of a funny story, but my dad, when I was younger, I had, I was, I was fortunate to grow up with, you know, natural ability. Like I didn't really work at anything. I just, you know, hopped in the ice, either football field on the ice, baseball field. I just had natural ability athletically because both my parents were athletes. Um, and my dad, I remember him talking to me. He's like, hey, you know, if, if you if you shoot pucks for 10 minutes a day and you stick handle for 10 minutes a day and you work out every day, you will play college hockey. I promise you. And he said this when I was like 11 years old. And I was always a kid who was like, I just, 
I believed everything my dad said for some reason. My brothers weren't you really the to. same, but I just listened to everything he told me. Like I was just like, you know what? Like he knows all. So if I want to play for the Sioux, like I want to play for UND. I'm living in Grand Forks. Like I want to play for them. Like if he told me if I do this, I'll play for them. Like that's what I'm gonna fucking do, and I fucking did it. And that's all. I, that's kind of how I made it. Like I was never really that skilled. Like I never had that much skill. I never, you know, I just made it through like working out and, and doing things the right way. And we're we're the exact opposite. Yeah, and you were just it, fucking skilled. I was the exact opposite of you, and I wish that I had that drive because I'd still be playing right now. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it's a matter of fact. I I fucking rode my god-given talent until i couldn't anymore <laughs> dude and yeah. i wanted to play for the fucking bulldogs for my whole life oh, yeah. i wanted to play for the hometown team i wanted yeah. to be a umd bulldog and even my dad my dad told me the story uh the day i committed to north dakota he sends me a picture of a sioux jersey and he goes this is just your mentality i knew that you were going to be a sioux and it was I just, yeah, it's just, uh, but I, back to my point, it's just like, I, I didn't take it very seriously. My dad wanted me to, Yeah. I just didn't because yeah. back in the day I was, I was good enough. I never yeah. tried to take that extra step because I didn't have to, like to be tr- truthful, yeah. like I could, in high school, I could do whatever the hell I wanted because I was going to score. Oh, 100%. You don't, you don't learn those. I was going to score, and then I go to juniors, and that's when I started to learn. And then I go to North Dakota, and that's where I really learned. You go through all those learning curves, and everything that happens throughout the career matters at some point. Yes. In, in sports in general, like you need confidence to play, and, I, and that's one of the things I've noticed about the top end guys. Like, they're the ones that have the confidence that is, it cannot be broken. It can't. It's impossible. You know, and it's just, it cannot be broken. But when you're playing, you know, youth sports and, you, and you're the best one on the team or whatever, and you think, like, you're the best ever, you know, when you're playing, when you're growing up and you're better than everyone else, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm one of the greats, you know. And then eventually you start playing summer hockey and you're like, yeah. Okay, some, some other good, good players. players out here yeah. <laughs> in Minnesota. And then you're not even thinking about the rest of the country. You're just like Minnesota, you know, and some other good players. And then eventually you're like, eh, I'm one of the better players in Minnesota. I don't know. But you go through those, you know, you go through those learning curves where, like, I don't know when I, you know, I don't know when I went through. I I probably didn't go through a huge learning curve until I went to juniors in Ann Arbor. Because in East Grand Forks, I was always one of the better you know, players, just a small pool of, of people and um, felt like I was a really good player. And I eventually, you know, go to Ann Arbor and I I try out and I'm not, you know, when you try out for a team, you got to do something to stick out if you're not, you know, I was not a guy who was going to, people are going to be like, who's this kid? You know, he is unbelievable. Yeah. I was not that guy. You know, I was a defenseman who, you know, if you didn't notice me, it means I played well and I did my job. And if you did notice me, it's like, this guy fucking sucks. 
But my so so I'm I'm completely not a tryout player, you know, like just not a tryout player. I'm not gonna turn any heads and um you know, we go through the first two days of trial camp in Ann Arbor and my dad's like, you know, you've been playing really solid and you you've been playing really well, but you're not gonna fucking make this team, you know, just playing your game. I mean you gotta do something ridiculous out there to, you know, make people watch you. And he's like, I I mean Nah, I don't want to tell my fucking, you know, 15-year-old kid to fight someone. <laughs> you got to fucking fight someone out there. And I'm like, holy fuck, I got to fight someone out there if I want to make this team. And I'm, you know, you're walking, you're trying out, you're putting on the USA jersey in Ann Arbor, and you're like, you know, I kind of want to fucking make this team. <laughs> like, if I got to fight to make the team, I'll fucking fight to make the team. So that next game, right after my dad told me that, it was like three shifts in. Um, guy's name's John Hayden, which happens. Big fella. Huge. I mean. Yeah. Big fella. He's a nail gun. He, <laughs> I'll tell a story about, but anyways, John Hayden's one of my best, like he, he was one of my best friends on the team. Like we both made a team, but, uh, didn't know who he was. And, you know, I'll tell a story. Hopefully Hayden's listens at some point, but Hayden's was walking around, you know, after each, after each game, the first two days. You go up and see your parents after a game, and you're like, go talk to everyone. Everyone's in the lobby. And this John Hayden guy, he's walking around with a Harvard, you know, windbreaker on. He's got fucking slick back hair. He's, like, bigger than everyone else. And his dad uh, his dad started Blockbuster, started Boston Pizza. So he's a big deal. Yeah. And John's just ultimate person like everyone loves him he talked to anyone he's walking around this place after the game harvard fucking breaker on and i'm from grand forks like who's this fucking prick walking around the harvard breaker like fucking windbreaker on is this guy fucking kidding me and he he's walking around talking to every parent he fucking introduced himself to my parents i'm like who the fuck is this prick like Get out of here. Like, quit talking to my parents. Like, go talk to someone else. He's walking around, like, so head high, just confident. And he, the next game, he uh, he shoots the puck. Goalie covers it. And he goes in, like, kind of jams the goalie. And I'm out there. And I'm like, my fucking dad told me to fight. And I hate this guy. So I'm going to go. <laughs> I give him a fucking, you know, I give him a two-hand shiver just to the back. Like, fuck. And he stops. He gets the two hand shiver and he stops and he looks around and he's like, fuck you. <laughs> two hand shiver to my chest. So I'm like, it was kind of funny because we're 15. None of us have ever been in a hockey fight. Like, yeah. We're just like, we don't know what to do. So he cross checks me in the chest. So I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck's this guy doing? <laughs> and we're both just like, Take off the buckets and we just go for like a minute, just haymakers. Don't know how to fight. Just both of us hammering each other in the face, just <laughs> trading shots. Just <laughs> eventually ends. And after the game, after the game, they walk into the locker room and they like, so these, whoever is evaluating. After each game, they would walk into the locker room and pick, like, one or two guys. And they'd be like, hey, go upstairs. We want to talk to you. And after the first two days, like, we kind of found out, like, if they wanted to talk to you, you made the fucking team. Yeah. So they walk in the locker room after, and my eye is bleeding. 
Like I'm just bleeding. <laughs> and Hades, Hades, like there's there's some game left, and he like couldn't put his helmet back on because his head was like so like I was hitting him in the forehead, and his head was so bulged <laughs> like he, his helmet wouldn't fit. So they cut they they walk into the locker room after that after that game, and they're like, Gage, uh, they want to talk to you upstairs, and I'm like. Oh my god. They want to fucking talk to me upstairs. So I walk upstairs, walk up the stairs, get in this little lobby area before you meet with the coaches. And there sitting is Hades. John Hayden sitting right there with his fucking big ass <laughs> forehead and fucking sitting there like he looks at me and he's like, Good fight, bro. And I'm like, good fight. We both know why we're here. <laughs> you know, like, and then we go in and they, they offer us a spot in the team and I walk out, walk out to see my parents and they knew I was in the coach's office and they're all like, you fucking made the team. Yeah. And I'm like, I fucking made the team. And I beat the shit out of Hades. <laughs> I won that fight. <laughs> but I, I, I can't say I won. It was a great fight. But anyways, my, my claim to fame is, so Hades, very good hockey player, went to Yale Played for the Blackhawks, played for uh, Buffalo, played for Arizona. He's in the NHL now. Played for New Jersey. He's had a great career. Um, he actually fought Marcus Foligno on the wild, and he's the one that knocked out Foligno on the wild. And he, he one-punched him on the wild. And I'm like, you know, that video was going around for a while because he broke Foligno's orbital. And that video is going around for a while, and I'm I'm just sitting there, you know, sitting on my couch, retired, you know, didn't make the NHL. But I I'm, beat the shit out of that guy. Fucking beat the shit out of that guy. Fucking yeah. is, Flino, is, Flino, is Flino even tough? I don't know. Gage, do you do you remember my claim to fame? What's my claim to fame? Being traded to Sioux City, playing with Gensel. Playing you with made Jake Gensel. I didn't. That's what I say, Jake. I love you. <laughs> if Jake ever hears this. Jake Gensel was like a, you know, he's like a, a point every three games. Um, then I got traded there, and he went on this historic run. I think he might still hold the record for some kind of, like, streak in the USHL. Yeah. Who is his line mate? He's a pretty good player. This has been. <laughs> this guy right here. I, mean, I got traded. That's my claim to fame, man. Here's the questions. You know, everyone talks about the butterfly effect. Here's the questions that need to be asked. I mean, does Jake Gensel, you know, does he play on Crosby's line if you didn't get traded to Sioux City? I don't know. I think maybe I not. think maybe, but they'd look really good if I was their third line mate. That's all. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm going to hold on to that shit forever. Pittsburgh, you might want to – I mean – I bring – You know, Pittsburgh – you guys are pretty good, but uh, I don't know if you saw Sioux City back in the day, but I was playing on Jake Gensel's I, line. His I, points increased when I was playing on his I line. Tw- I so. tweet at Jake Gensel twice a year and bring that point back you up, and he fucking loves it. Yeah. At least he it, he makes it seem like he loves it, yeah. but I tweet that shit out. I'm like, hey, you know, Pittsburgh, like... You need a guy, I'll protect Crosby and Gens. Like I'll go I'll go fucking head first right in that bitch. Yeah, like I'll, you know, I'll protect Crosby from uh, you know, Revo and I'll Tom eat their, Wilson. I'll eat I will no eat their punches. They'll <laughs> knock me the fuck out in two seconds, but I'll eat the shit out of those punches. <laughs> Everybody kinda has a claim to fame. I love it. Oh yeah, for sure. I you know, if you search one of my biggest claims to fame is you know, we, we, we go to Sochi, Russia, and uh, 
what year was it? 2013. Got to Sochi, Russia for the U18 Worlds. And on Team Canada is 14 or 15-year-old Connor McDavid. Oh, he's and, not good. And we're all 18. So he's three years younger than us. <laughs> well, anyways, through like through five or six games, we play like nine games. Through five or six games, he already holds the tournament record for most points scored ever. Like, this guy is insane. And we go into the – so all the D have a meeting. So we play Canada in the gold medal game. And all the D, all the D go into this meeting with our head coach because he's like wants to talk about Canada and how how to defend them because they're obviously very really skilled. Good. Yeah. And he's going through the players and he like the last stop obviously is McDavid and he's like, I know this kid's fifteen years old, but he is he's unbelievable. <laughs> and. Our coach never really said this about guys. Like, we played plenty of other great players that like on other teams, and and he's always been like, oh no, he's got this wrong with him. You know, this is where you can expose him. And he's like, he's McDavid's unbelievable. And Steven Santini, my D partner at the time, and he's also had a great career and played in the NHL. And he goes, he's a very serious guy. And Steven's like, coach, you know, how can we? You know, what's his weak points and how can we expose him? And our coach pauses and he's like, he doesn't really have any weak points. You just, you kind of got to back off him and just let him do his thing and just not let him beat you for a breakaway. (laughs) And all of us are like, oh my God. <laughs> but anyways, where I was getting to this was we play Canada and me and Steven at the time were the shutdown pair. So we had our first we had our like first D pair who were like the skilled guys who would go get points and then it was me and Steven who like were on the back end just stick on puck, you know, body on body, block shots. Like yeah. no one's fucking scoring on Love us. that. And so we played against McDavid's line the whole the whole night and they dump the puck in on us, and I go back on the puck, and not to brag, I, I kind of been, you know, my signature move reverse. was the reverse yep. So I'm coming back, and I got 15 year old Connor McDavid coming on me, and I've got the puck like almost right here. <laughs> Whoa! And I can, and I'm like shoulder checking, like this little fucker's coming to hit me, isn't he? So I get the puck, stop, fucking just reverse hit him bury him lay him out he's laying on the ground and if you search on google gage osmus if you scroll down there is a picture of me reverse hitting mcdavid really you can see my name and 97 mcdavid on canada good for you in the air that's my claim to fame that's good for you and my and and you bet your ass my parents have that picture the fuck they do absolutely they do Framed in the house, and, and and every time I watch McDavid, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's, he's better than Gretzky. He's the best player ever. <laughs> fucking laid his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we won't talk about the results of that game. Um, uh, we went home with a silver medal. All right, nice. We outshot him, you know. Nice. But that's, that's you know. I got a silver medal in my sixth grade track meet once. <laughs> So the only, <laughs> okay, the okay, only let, shiny let's metal move I have. On. Okay. I want to move on to kind of close off the show. And this is a college hockey kind of 
podcast thing, but obviously we're going to ramble on. Yeah. Shit, oh, yeah. We're going to talk our shit. We're going to talk college hockey almost every podcast, I'd say. So I kind of want to make – I want our predictions. And, Jack, I want I want, I want, want Mace's prediction too. Yeah. Um, on who we think is going to be crowned at the end of the year. Ooh. And I, I definitely have a feeling. I don't know why in it. I mean, I'm always going to like – if you ask me – I'm always going to. I have to say. I mean, there's a there's a I have bias to say field. North Dakota, there's like, a bias I, field there. I definitely, you know, like I had some doubts about North Dakota early on because you know they can't. But that's the first half. The first half doesn't fucking matter. I played, you know, when I, when we were in college, like I had, you know, my first year we had terrible first half, like awful. But the second half so much different. And that's when everything matters, and that's when you put the team together and the freshmen kind of. They're already college hockey players. They're not new anymore, so yeah. they're playing their game. Um, and things change in the second half, and I, I do, I really do believe in North Dakota after watching them. You know, I've watched plenty of games, and you know, I went to the Gopher the Gopher series where they lost. You know, they lost Friday night terribly, but then they came back Saturday and won. And then I went to St. Cloud. They go there and get absolutely blown out, and then they come back Saturday and and win. And it's like, what the. Fuck, like maybe they do have what maybe they do. That's have what that's where I get scared though. It's like you have to win four straight games. It's it's a crap So show. so they have to they have to find a way to dial in. I I think that they're super skilled. I think that they have skilled guys, but I think that they have fucking meat and potatoes guys as well. Their decor is really good and Driscoll's good in net. But can they put four games together? Can any team right now? It's actually kind of an interesting year. You know, you got Quinnipiac, which we also split with, and they're the best team in the country right now. They're unbelievable. And we talk about Western Michigan. That's if it's not North Dakota, I'm I pulling pick, for Western. I pick I love Western. Love those guys. I pick Western. I pick I've never Western. Never met a bad guy from Western. I love those guys when they come to town. What, what, One of my favorite guys, Neil Goff. Dude, I was just going to say. I love Neil Goff. We're going to have him on the say. show automatically because yes. he's such a beauty. Played for Western. They all play that way. You know, they're just – I would love to see Western win it if not North Dakota. I put uh, Neil Goff on his wallet. I hope he hears this. Oh, <laughs> did I bury Neil Goff in the corner? <laughs> oh, I cannot wait him to – I can't wait to get him on this podcast because I will – Never let him hear the, the end of it. One to laugh oh, I'll bury that kid. But I'm also playing playing in the pond hockey championships with Neil Goff later. Really? Yeah, later in uh, like January. That. Yep. Like but yeah, so I, I mean, if I'm not, I, I'm always gonna have to say North Dakota unless it's like they're they're bad. But I don't see that happening. No, I mean we I were. I do the... think they have a great chance of winning it. Obviously, there's you know you you always got Duluth now. Like when I was growing up, Duluth, good team, but not like. They're an absolute powerhouse. Yeah. They're a fucking powerhouse. Yes, they are. I don't know how, when it happened. If Sandlin's like some magician. <laughs> I know he's a great coach. North but, Dakota guy. North yeah, Dakota guy. He also North Dakota yeah. guy. Yeah, no, weird. Weird. <laughs> yeah. But we aren't biased. We aren't biased. <laughs> no, we're not. He's like a bulldog now. No, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think UMD is going to continually be good, but I think that they're struggling this year. I think they're tr- struggling to find an identity. Um, how, how could you not? Well, they didn't win. They didn't win twenty one. But I mean, you you know as well as I do. After you do win it all, it's like 
that's tough to put it back together the next year because you're, yeah. you're still fucking gloating like, ah, oh, I'm pretty sick. I, I and, hold on to that and, shit forever. And you're not, even, you're not even worried about like losing games because like you lose games and the other team's chirping and you're just like, you pull off the glove and you're like, <laughs> dude, dude I, I played four minutes against Quinnipiac the year we won. Like, and I think I'm the sickest person in the world. I'm like, I want a fucking championship. Like, well, who picture, do you think you are? Well, like, picture in my head after that game. You know, I. What, what, oh, do, yeah. what do I have? Nine points going into that game all season. <laughs> Two assists in a national championship. Oh, I mean, not a big deal. I always show up. I'm, cl- you know, clutch. <laughs> no nerves. I wasn't. I slept great the night before. Didn't lose any ounce of sleep. You know, it just wasn't. I, I lost some sleep because I took a terrible penalty against Denver. You did. That's something that we need to talk about. Um, I personally don't view it as a, a terrible penalty, but some people have. So, so let's tell the story. Well, we'll go into the story about this. is kind of a it's a great story about Denver. So we played Denver in the semifinals of the 2016 Frozen Four in Tampa Bay. Yep. Um, going into that game, we had played Denver four times. We actually played them five times, I think. Yep, in the turn, and, in the frozen face. And we as well. won two, and we tied one or something like ridiculous. It was super even. The so series was super. We're even. exactly even. We go into that game, and we go up two nothing. Yeah, we went up two nothing, and it was like that first game of the Frozen Four has always been North Dakota's Achilles heel. Yes. Like we can't get past it. Like you know, you look back on that that Fratton Malone. Um, Trump team that was the first line, and they're the best team in college hockey. Unbelievable! Yeah, they go play. They go play at the X. That's when Duluth won their first national championship. Yep. They they go into the XL. They play Michigan, who's kind of like you know Matt Hunwick's their goalie. Michigan's not that good, and Hunwick makes fifty stops to beat North Dakota. And it's like you're a North Dakota fan, and you're like, uh, uh, what <laughs> the fuck just happened? <laughs> Jesus. North Dakota, and then, and then my freshman year, we we go we go to Philly and we play the Gophers. We're out playing all game. 0.6 seconds left. Boom, goal! Oh my god, we are fucking cursed. And then we go the next year to Boston. We play Boston University, and we fucking lose to Boston University, and we were probably a little better than them. And it's just like we we were better. They scored a few. F- wanky goals because i was up in the crowd right yeah. next to the band well that's, just, that's where i was in philadelphia just one college. of the worst spots in the entire td garden i was sitting next to the boston fucking band club over there and we lost like six three or something but they scored some wanky goals and i was just like sitting there <laughs> on my deathbed up. oh it man. was horrible oh i i remember th- this is very selfish but i remember my freshman year we're in the we're in the regionals and we're playing like Ferris. We, we play Wisconsin who got us into the tournament. Yep. We beat them. We're playing fair state. They're killing us. And I'm like very selfishly in like my head. I'm not playing. I'm kind of pissed. I'm like, fuck. I don't want to go to the frozen four and sit out another game. Like, it, it's, really it's I'm been not, in every not, person's yeah. mind, even though you don't want it to be every time you sit out, there's a part of you where it's like, I kind of hope they miss me in the lineup. It's the worst part about hockey. It's, it is scratched, and you love the you love the team, and you want to win, but you're also like, 
I want to be a part of, of it. It's some fucked up deal where like you're kind of watching the guy you're you're competing with, and you're like, I kind of fucking hope he plays terrible tonight. So <laughs> it is. It's ter- It's a terrible quality to have, but I'll personally say I've been there. It's just yeah. like you. It's just a competitive at, nature. As a competitive person, it's just like. I want to fucking be out there. So it's like, if this guy screws up and we win, you know, there's a chance that I could play. So there's part of me that wishes that, but as long as we win type of scenario. You're also like, during the season, you also know, like, if you lose, the coaches will be like, we got to shake up the fucking lineup. So you're almost like, I kind of hope we lose. Yeah, in the regular season, correct. So you're thinking that when you're scratched the whole time. Well, anyways, I'm scratched against Fair State. We get fucking beat to shit. Against Ferris State, we should not have won the game, and we won the game in overtime. Connor Gordon scored a huge goal. Yeah, made beating. it the Frozen Four. And I'm like happy, like pumped. Made it the Frozen Four. This is awesome. At that point, I'm thinking like, you know what? I've been kind of pissed this whole year, like hoping we'd lose when I'm out, so I get to play the next night. But now I'm like made the Frozen Four. Like I'm on a Frozen Four team. Like fuck yeah, it's a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, we're going to the Frozen Four, playing the Gophers, like. Let's fucking go. And it was like the first ever game I was scratched where I was just like, we better fucking win, win this, this game. game. Yeah. Like, we got to fucking win this game. Yep. And they scored point six, and I was like, it was the most sad I've ever been after a loss. Like, I was crying. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is fucked up. And then, you know, you go through all that, and then we played Denver in 2016, and, um, I was one. I was originally committed to Denver. I committed to Denver out of uh, I think it was ten at the end of my tenth grade year. I was, I was talking about how I wasn't good when I was young, but I was six feet tall when I was fucking <laughs> seven years old. So I was, I was pretty good, but I, I was very fortunate in that sense. So I like committed at a young age. Committed to Denver. Love the school. The coach got fired. At whatever. Decommitted. Went to UND, and then. We're playing Denver. It's two to one, and I remember there's a two there, there's a two on one against me. I turn towards the net, put my stick down because the guy passes it over. I block the pass. It goes off my stick into the net through the five fold cam into the net. Tie game. Like what? Fucking like. There were six minutes left. Six minutes. Yeah, not much left. And, and then I'm, I'm sitting there like after that goal. I'm like. Oh my god, it's happening again! I get to the bench and I'm like, I gotta go to my fucking locker room and get undressed. Like I can't sit out here. This is fucked. Up. How do you like, think? How do you think I felt? Because my line and went then out. You go and fucking take a five. <laughs> Not a five. It wasn't a five. It wasn't a five. But the next shift, my line goes out and they're like, "Hey, we need like a momentum shift, yeah. like whatever." And. I went out and I fucking blew up a guy. Like, that's the first, that's what I do. That's my role. And I fucking blew this kid up. And all of a sudden, I'm in the penalty box and they're reviewing for a five minute major with six minutes to go in the game. My, in my mind, I'm like, dude, I've got to transfer. Like oh, it's yeah. it's going through my, I'm like this. You could see it in your eyes because they had the they had the big screen on oh, you yeah. in the penalty box and you're sitting there like. 
Oh, I'm dead. I'm like a, like de- a I'm, sad lost puppy. I'm dead inside, dude. I, these guys, <laughs> these refs. I'm like, are you? I'm in the box. I'm like, are you guys serious? He, like, I just fucking hit a and guy. And you know, like, everyone on our bench is like, fuck it, but Olson, fuck it. And they, that's exactly what they're they're going. Jesus Christ, this fucking idiot again. <laughs> I look back at all the penalties I've had, and they've all been charging, roughing, head contact. You know, I don't hook. I don't trip. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. And that's what I did. The guys wanted a momentum change. So anyway, long story short is I'm sitting in the box. They go, okay, two minutes roughing and we kill off the penalty. What happens? We win. So I feel like. Thankfully we had, you know, guys like uh, Drake Cajula, Nick Schmaltz and Brock Besser on the team. They were very good. They could score goals. They were very good. And they, they bailed me out and I made sure they heard it after the game. I think I went up to every person and said, I I'm sorry. (laughs) I think I did it. And everybody's just kind of like, dude, fuck you. You almost fucked us. And it's like, I don't know. I remember thinking I, when I tipped in that, when I, when the puck hit my stick and it went in, I remember thinking like, Oh God! When I look at my Twitter mentions after this game, people are gonna have it out for my head. Oh, the Sioux Forum! And I look well, at my, my my fucking Twitter mentions were so funny because it was like it went from like I scrolled all the way down to like the most recent ones, and when it went like, oh yeah, great game, and then all of a sudden like fucking kill Osmus, this fucker, <laughs> dude. He was committed to Denver. He scored against him. Like fuck this guy, kill him. And then all of a sudden after that, it just went to like. Frozen Four, let's go! Like <laughs> national championship, well, let's go, dude. I couldn't. Have, I I can't even imagine what the Sioux Forum was like after I took that penalty with six minutes left. All these fucking grizzled vets that have been to four hundred and thirty-seven Sioux games, <laughs> and they're just like, "Fuck Trevor Olds." I can't imagine. I didn't look. Oh, there was no way I was. If looking. we would have lost that game. I think both of our heads would have been on spikes. I had to. T- I would have had to trans. They forgot about you as soon as I took oh, the penalty. Yeah. They it forgot was about like you. That Urban Meyer situation. Like I was kind of sitting there and he yes. took the penalty. I'm like, yeah, fucking old fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm kind of pissed because we might lose, but goddamn, he took that potential. God, <laughs> that was horrible. I actually thought I had to transfer, and then. And then we ended up winning against Quinnipiac. We beat the shit out of them. They didn't stand a there chance. There was no chance. Against- Pogo got murdered. I still retweet that once a year. By, uh, the, one of the Clifton brothers. Yeah. And Connor Clifton played on my team in uh, Ann Arbor. I knew those guys were nailed. Those the, guys were nailed. I, I have the tweet loaded up every year. I retweet it once a year. It's the best thing in the world. Put me in Pogues. Just We have a great relationship. I love the guy to death, but I fucking love retweeting that tweet. Because it's him just getting murdered in like the first <laughs> he period. Gets, he, he gets, gets he gets blown up. Anyway, we we kill QPAC. What was it? Five one. Yeah, I think it was five it one. It was like a close. It was like two one going in the third. Though it was. It was, it was. And then we just ran away with it. And then I'll never forget this. We get back to the hotel and Bradbury's walking through the uh, lobby, and my ma slaps him right on the ass. Goes way to go, coach. Slaps him on the ass. <laughs> she till she still talks about it today. Like I, uh, I can't forget that I slapped your, I, I slapped Brad Barry on the ass. There were and no said, rules Good job. that night. No zero rules. Was like, uh, if you wanted to do anything, just do it that night. And yeah, get away. With if it. you guys tune into the next uh, few episodes, we'll talk about uh, Fergs. What a great establishment that is. <laughs> um, we'll talk about some other things, but um, I think that yeah. we're. That's about it. I mean, uh, you know, it was a great first episode. I'm excited for many more with this crew. It's uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, we appreciate you guys uh, listening in. Um, 
feel free to pass it on, pass the word. Uh, I know we're kind of a new podcast, but we are excited and uh, we appreciate you guys uh, hopping on and listening to us. Have a great new year, everyone. Yep. <laughs>